Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 54 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. So, do you have to cut back on everything while getting out of debt? You know, things like Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, going out to eat date nights, or even vacation? Well, believe it or not, you don't. Yes, that's right. You can actually enjoy the things that you love on the road to financial freedom. And I know for a lot of people out there, they have probably have heard otherwise. So in today's show, we're going to be sharing some tips on just how to do that. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, debt-free dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 everybody. How's everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, debt-free dad. And welcome to today's show. So, guys, today we're talking about this big, huge, fat myth. And we just went through money myths that keep people stuck. And and this is kind of like a get-out-of-debt myth that's out there. And... I think this has probably been enhanced a lot by, say, other financial gurus and professionals out there, right? And I think think it's good that we cover this because I think there is this stigma out there that, you know, if you want to get out of debt, if you want to save money, if if you want to learn to budget, if you want to get on the road to financial freedom, it's it's all about... uh, becoming like a hermit and you can't have any fun and it's it's about cutting everything out if you if you want to get out of debt and i mean when you guys hear those things like when you hear that in the marketplace and obviously the, both of you guys have gotten out of debt outside of your mortgages but you're completely debt free but how do you guys feel when you hear stuff like that especially cuz you guys have went through this journey for me it was one of the big i I mean, it was a big demotivator for us early on in the thing. You know, I mean, we were getting beat over the head that we shouldn't be in debt. We shouldn't be in debt. And then we were like, okay, well, let's try getting out of debt. And then it was like, now you're getting beat over the head with, well, it's either all or nothing. You either cut everything or you're not doing it right. And you're, you know, you're just doing it wrong. So it was almost like, I can't cut every I almost like I compare like getting out of diet a lot, or getting out of debt a lot to like a diet. There are people who can do certain diets and they're very successful at it. You can do the same exact diet and fail over and over and over again. You have to figure out what works for you. And so for us, it was just for those first, especially those first few years of our getting out of debt, we just would try, we'd be, we're going to really do this. We're going to not spend any money on nothing. And then that lasts for a little while and then you have a breakdown and then all of a sudden I'm at the store buying everything because it's like (laughs) I've starved myself for so long that now I like go through this withdrawal and now I got to like spend money. Like I'm just going to buy a bunch of stuff and then you just end up in this cycle of so that for me, I mean, I was excited to do the show because I think there's a lot of people who probably feel the same way, like. I can't cut. I wasn't willing to give up things like for my kids and like every single thing just to get out of debt a little faster. Yeah. And I'll say like you, like it's an all, often you feel like it's all or nothing. I'm an all or nothing person. So for me, I just jump in and I just go for it. But it's after those first few months where you run out of steam and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? 
So instead of quitting, we just started slowly adding things back in. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's okay to do this that we love to do. <laughs> yeah. And and it just made us that much more successful because we felt like we were, it was okay just to celebrate some of the stuff that we were doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, Ryan, you brought up the whole diet thing and I, I completely agree. You know, that's, that's one of the challenges that I have with starting some of those programs out there because they're, I look at it and say, yeah, it's going to help me. Let's say I get committed and I do it for six months. It'll it'll help me for the six months. But what about the rest of my life? Like, I'm not going to be able to do that for the rest of my life. Like, it's just not going to work. And that's why you see a lot of people get on these programs and they do great for a while. And then all of a sudden you you find out that they're off the program and, you know, they're gaining weight back and they're not working out anymore. You know, and it's kind of back to the old habits. It's Brad, not. Stop talking about my diet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm talking about my own as well, right? <laughs> I can look at a donut and gain 10 pounds, seriously. <laughs> but but for real, it's, it's I, I look at it the same way. Now, I think we've got to be reasonable when we have this conversation too, because I, I am a, I'm a coach, you know, I do coach people. And this was me too. Like, there's a difference between rewarding yourself and having a spending problem, right? <laughs> like, let's be, we got to be real about this too, right? Because I think that's, that's where we have to draw the line. Like you can't be rewarding yourself over and over and over and over again and expect that you're going to reach any sort of financial goals. It's, it's just not going to work that way. So you've you've got to you got to pace yourself and you've got to think about, you know, okay. Like Amber said, what are some of those rewards? What are some of those things that that we could give us whether that's on a monthly basis or or maybe, you know, it's something when you have or reach a goal or achievement of some sort and you're like, okay, we reached this milestone, now we get to have this, right? So you've got to think about, you know, what are some of the important things that you would like to reward yourself and have because you can't have everything. So there's like a fine line here. Yes, you can still go on vacation. I went on vacation when I was getting out of debt. Yes, you can still go out to eat. I went out to eat when I was still going, when I was getting out of debt. But there was also a lot of other things that I said no to. Like for instance, on several podcasts, I've mentioned that uh, one of the big things that we cut out was cable TV and satellite TV. I think it was satellite is what we ended with. Uh, I think it was one of the bigger satellite companies. But this was like, I did this before it was popular to do it. Like nowadays, most people are are cutting the cord and they're going to subscription-based services because they're cheaper, right? There's a lot more value there. But, you know, seven, eight years ago, a lot of the options that are out there today, just they just didn't exist. So when we cut out satellite TV, like we went out and got ourselves an antenna and that's what we got, right? <laughs> so that was a big sacrifice for us, especially because we were getting out of debt and we cut back a little bit on our lifestyle. So it's like, man, most people would use the excuse, let's keep the TV because we're going to be home more. Well, for us, we were like, let's ditch the TV and let's find some other things to do with that time that's going to help us better our life. And honestly, that's one of the things and one of the reasons why I opened this business is because I started self-development stuff, started learning all this stuff. And I said, hey, I can help people with this too. So other things were like my car. You know, I was willing to cut out and get rid of my vehicle once I realized, you know what, the $500 that we were spending on that on a monthly basis, at least for me, it just wasn't worth it. Like I didn't value the car that much for the stress that it was adding to my life. So we decided to get rid of that. So you kind of got to go through that whole thing in your own life and you got to decide, okay, what are you willing to sacrifice on? And what are some things that are kind of like, you know, these are deal breakers. These need to be in my budget because these keep my mental sanity in check and in place. Right. You know, you know what, what one of the line items I had in my budget for that <laughs> 
I seriously had a line item for alcohol. (laughs) 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 I I was just like, wait, I got to cut out everything and I'm cutting all these things out. And then I looked at Paul and I'm like, no, 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 it's summertime. We need to at least have some booze at the camp. Like we're putting that on. And we added that as a line item because that was important to us. Hey, I give you credit for at least putting on a line item. I usually kind of shove that in the grocery budget because I don't want to see the number. (laughs) No, I needed to know how much I could spend at the liquor store. (laughs) Well, and I, I think too, like, I know as we're talking about this, I think what's important to understand is um, what this isn't you sitting down to figure out your budget for the first time and then saying, well, I like all these things I have (laughs) and I'm not changing anything. (laughs) Like you're not like, I think we've all done things and me, like I sold, you know, after a while and we started really trying to do this, you know, I sold a house, you know, we had a big house. I, there were sacrifices. So I think, what we've done is yes, you can still go on vacation, but then what are the other things you're going to say? If you have a, a budget every month, that's a huge number of going out to eat and you still want to go on vacation. Well, you may not be able to do both. You can still go out to eat and go on vacation. You just can't go out to eat as much as you've been going out to eat and maybe go on the exact vacation that you wanted that you used to go on. It might be a combination of less on going out to eat and still going on vacation, but not as fancy or nice or, you know, maybe you, you're used to going top of the line vacation and you have to bring that down. Um, so I think that's one of the things that we learned through this. And it really started helping us learn how to manage our money better is just, you can still do these things, but you have to do them within reason and not just because it's a 0% credit card and I can charge it. Yes, correct. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about the rules that at least that we kind of you have used to keep us in check with some of that stuff. But but you're absolutely right. The other thing too is when it comes to this, you know, a lot of people struggle with getting a, a partner or a spouse on board. And this is one of the reasons why they don't want to participate because one of the spouses is like super like, we're going to do this. We're going to cut everything. We're blowing up everything. Like we're going to do this hardcore, right? And the other person's like, what in the hell are you talking about, right? I like this stuff, right? And they don't want it to be taken out of their budget. But then what happens is that the other person takes control, they take it out of their budget, and then the other partner doesn't want to play nice, right? So that's not going to work. So when it comes to like your partners, this might be a reason why they're a little reluctant to get on a financial plan because they see it as, oh, I'm going to lose all the fun out of my life. So this is a really good opportunity for the two of you as a couple to sit down and say, okay, What's the fun you like to have? What's the fun I like to have? What's the fun that we like to have together? And what can we find as a reasonable amount that we feel is fair that's going to help you have what you need, help me have what I need, and what we need as a family, right? And then put those things in there because it's you're going to get a lot farther by losing that battle as opposed to losing the entire war and putting your foot down and not letting them have a little fun within your budget. And the same thing goes for you. We, we see it in Roots and you know, it's it's like Amber said, you know, they went hardcore for the first couple of months and then realized like, yeah, you know, this this scrimping and saving stuff is only going to last so long. We're getting burnt out. So, you know, really sitting down and determining what's important to you, I think, is key. Like there's a lot of things, guys, you know, like there's a lot of nice things to have. Right. It's I mean, I, I would love like right now. I love a brand new macbook computer right mine's like three or four years old like there's a lot of nice things that we love to have that make life easier but do you really need them is the question and that's what you got to kind of go through when you're looking at your budget once it's written out and kind of deciding okay is this a nice to have or do we really need this and if it's a nice to have and a want well then maybe you work your numbers around where you can actually fit some of those things in yeah Yeah, so (laughs) 
Oh, go ahead, Amber. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I've, you know, somebody once told me, he's like, it's, it's nice, but it's not necessary. And I lo- that comes to my mind all the time. Well, that's nice to have, but nah, not really necessary right now. And I could just kind of keep going and justify it that way. <laughs> so just find out something that's going to jump out at you and say, do I really need this? Nah, maybe not. And if you have a goal in mind, you have a plan, it's going to be so much easier to stay focused on it. Yeah. And we, we kind of set up a line item budget for us as we went through debt. Um, it was very small to begin with, but we just kind of called it our blow money. Our, it was kind of for those unnecessary things. And I didn't have to necessarily feel guilty if I wanted to go get a coffee that was $5 or something of that nature, because it's just, that was in the budget. That was part of it. And if I'm going to go and that's what I want to spend my money on. So what, that's why we have it. Um, so you can still do some of that. Again, I think all of this just has to then be more within reason and not the old habits that you used to have. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, having the, like that blow money or that pocket money that you have, that's just not, it's earmarked as an amount, but it's not earmarked as to what it is. That can really take a lot of pressure off too. So, you know, when I was, when I was getting out of debt and believe it or not, I actually, I don't have blow money or pocket money in my budget anymore. Do you guys, do you guys have it in yours? I took it out. Ryan's right. like, heck yeah, I do. <laughs> I took it out because I was just putting it in different categories. I don't even know what I was doing with it, but I just decided that we didn't need it anymore. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And Ryan, you kept it. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So like, like, what, what kind of I stuff like, do you buy with that? Uh, whatever I feel like. <laughs> I'm like, what, what would <laughs> be like, what's the typical thing? Um, like, yeah. So, uh, grabbing, grabbing something neat, getting Starbucks, going, um, being at Lowe's and being like, Hey, I don't really need this, but I want it for my, you know, my workshop outside. Yeah. You know, just little purchases like that. It there's part of me. That's like the old me used to love to spend money. And anytime I was ever restricted to never allowed to spend money, unless it was a budgeted, I just, my nature is to revolt against that. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> to this day, to this day, I don't want, if someone gives me like a hundred dollars for my birthday, if you tell me I got to put that in my budget now, I'm debt free. I'm just like, if there's something I'm saving for a hundred percent, I'll put it to a budget. Yeah. But if it's just like fun money, like I don't want to like think about hmm, now because I'm not no longer am I sitting here going to Lowe's and being like, I'm going to buy this $900 table saw and not think about it. Yeah. That kind of purchase I'm still thinking about, but the $30 level that I want and I just want it today, I'm going to buy it because I have the money, I have the cash and I'm not going to worry about putting that in my budget and saying level. Cause it's just not like, I just have a hard time with that to this day. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it, that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, and I, I like think that, well, and I think that's where it kind of comes down to again, learning, learning about yourself, learning what your purchasing habits really are. Like for me, I think if I would have like, cause we, we obviously rent right now. We don't own our house, but in our, like we're going through the home, like buying process in the sense of getting prepared. And one of those categories that we're going to create a sinking fund is going to be like a home maintenance fund. So for me, like you're talking about, Oh, I need like a tool or I need like a level that would just come out of my general sinking fund for my home maintenance. Right. And I would just take the money out of that. But I totally agree. Like if I get like, and we're going to talk about this, like my wife gave me uh, quite a bit of money for my 41st birthday back in September. And I, I blew that money on an amazing fun purchase we're going to talk about, <laughs> which I'm which I'm having so much fun with, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, like if we get money for, for Christmas, the holidays, birthdays and stuff, I agree. Like I don't, 
I don't put that money in our budget. We we go use that money to have fun. Like we go out to eat or, uh, you know, spend it on fun stuff. Totally agree. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back. We'll be uh, take a quick short break here. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me, though? Because they only get it half right. Now, sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important. But where they get it wrong is money. Most planners don't include any financial planning. Things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning. And that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own. And who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. Now, before you say, Brad, I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This debt freedom planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com. Click on the debt freedom planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own debt freedom planner today. Hey guys, we are back and today we're talking about this myth that you can't reward yourself or enjoy yourself if you're on this road to financial freedom. And I think what it really kind of comes down to, though, is your personal own preferences. You know, how hard and, and how quickly do you want to get out of debt? And you're the only person that can answer that question. And I think, you know, one of the things that we didn't mention, guys, and, and we talk about this a lot, too, is is when you actually determine what's important to you, it's important that you determine what's important to you, not what's important to everybody else, too. I think that's key, and I think that that takes time. I, I really do. I don't think uh, there's so many people that just don't have a really good relationship with money and their spending habits, and and we've talked about this. Ryan, you've talked about this numerous times that you were you know buying things not necessarily for yourselves but to impress other people, and I and I think I think there's a lot of people who struggle with that. So this may take a little bit of time to kind of determine you know what those things are to you, and that's okay. And and there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. Like You're still going to overspend. You're going to mess this up, and that, that's okay. Uh, the point is that you're still making those little progress, those little wins uh, along the way. But first, I want to talk about a rule and just a few other things that we want to share. But the first kind of rule that I have for any of this, and, and I'm sure, Ryan and Amber, you're going to agree with this, but is is you've got to be able to pay cash for these things. I think for me, this kind of comes down to that first step. You know, we talk about what's the quickest way to get out of debt. Well, the, the first step before you even attempt to get out of debt is you've got to make a commitment that you're not you're not going to use it anymore, at least for a period of time, right? Let's say, you know, if you don't have the goal to be completely debt-free, you just want to get a better relationship and pay down some debt. Well, well, in order to make that happen, like you got to stop digging a hole. So that's all kind of part of that rule. Before you pay off debt, you got to stop using it. And this is kind of that, if you're going to reward yourself, You've got to pay cash, and it likely or should be, hopefully in the future as you're working on your budget, you should try to get in the habit of putting those spending habits in your budget so you've got a plan for them. Yeah, and I wouldn't get too stuck. I got got, um, stuck on the cash. I used my debit card all the time. I had cash in my bank account. I did not. I don't like cash. (laughs) 
Like I, I would, I'll spend it way more if it's in my wallet. And it's it, to me, it's just like, woohoo, it's free money, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> so I wouldn't like for those that are like cash, what is cash? <laughs> Cause I feel like we might have some young people listening and <laughs> they might not use cash, Brad, <laughs> but it can be a debit card if you are working it correctly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it could be a, like, you know, these cash apps that are out there, um, you know, Venmo. Yeah, it could be, I don't. Yeah, it could be any. It could be any <laughs> of those. Just be careful you're not like over tapping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. I think the the key is to make sure that you've got you've you've got the cash to to spend though. That that's the key. It's got to be there. Whether it's an electronic transfer or electronic transaction, it, it's got to be their cash or that. It's it's just got to be there. But I think you know, Amber, you mentioned that, and it's funny because for us it was exact opposite. So we swiped cards all the time, and so when we finally went to cash, is when we started. We created the envelope system. We put money. I mean, once we hit a certain amount, then we would put it in the bank. But when we had cash, it made it a lot harder for us to spend because when I actually went to the grocery store and had to spend money, I mean, I would literally take only the cash I had, and then it's like now I'm not like, ooh, that new box of cereal looks good. Oh, that ice cream. I seen that on the commercial. I want to try that. That all stopped because I only had that amount of money to pay for it. Um, so for us, using cash really did help us. But I totally agree. It's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Um, cash may work for some people. It may not. And this goes back to learning about yourself and what's important and all that stuff. And how how does this work for you? Because the way the best way that to get out of debt is the way you're going to stick to. Yeah, absolutely. My husband, if I give him a $50 bill, it'll stay in his wallet forever. He can't spend it. I just, we just did this. I had like, I got money from dad, my dad for my birthday. I was like, I think he sent me like 20 bucks in the card and it was in my wallet. And I think I literally since like early September and it was been in my wallet. And I think I just, I just spent it when we did like a little holiday, like light show we went to. I actually, I paid cash for us to get in. It was like a drive through one, you know? And that I use the money for that. <laughs> so we're talking three months later, that same $20 bill was still sitting in my wallet. So yeah, I think, yeah, it, it comes down to that relationship with yourself. You have to know, you know, what's going to be the best way that's going to hold you accountable uh, to your budget and, and to those rewards. The other cool part about this, guys, is listen, this is the cool part. When you first get started, it's hard. All right. Yes. You could be living to paycheck to paycheck. You may not have a lot of extra money to reward yourself. But the cool part is, is as you can keep doing this and you and you budget consistently, you save up your emergency fund, you start paying down debt as that continues to build, the more fun you get to have. Right. It's not like you've got to wait years and years and years to do this stuff. In fact, we have Roots members that are paying off thousands of dollars within just a matter of months. That's freeing up their cash flow and making life so much easier. So the cool part about this is that if, if you're not able to reward yourself a lot right away, it's temporary pain. And the the more you feel that, the harder you're going to work. And then as your cash flow improves, give yourself some more rewards. It's a, It's a pretty cool system. All right, guys. So there you have it. So I think we busted that myth here today that... Yes, you can still have fun while getting out of debt. Yes, you can still have fun while saving up for your emergency fund and reaching financial freedom. Uh, there's no reason why you can't reward yourself and still get out of debt. It is possible. Hey, hey, what's this I see? I thought this was a party. Let's
that time means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we've got some great ones. And we're going to kick it off with Claire Croft. Claire says she has her budget started, have not gone over budget yet. I can't tell you how incredible it is for it to be the end of the month. And I'm not avoiding or cringing when I open up my bank app. Isn't that awesome? God, that's, that's such a, that's a, great, a fantastic feeling. Such a great win. Stress-free living. That's what it's about. I love that. Great job. Sally and S, we have paid $750 towards credit cards and $850 towards bills. Monthly budget is done. Incredible. Those guys are crushing it, by the way. It's so awesome. Christy Wright uh, paid off another $1,000 in credit cards. Incredible. Congratulations to her. Tiffany Richard, we paid off our car. Another one paying off their car. I love it. So we no longer have any car payments. Huge congratulations to you guys. That's amazing. Amelia Welch, I have stuck to the budget and even come in below budget. So I finally have $100 buffer in my bank account. That is amazing. Nice. Yep. And we talked about, you know, we've talked about overdraft fees before. And uh, if you want to over, uh, you know, avoid overdraft fees, build yourself a $100 buffer in that account. So when it gets to a hundred bucks, that like that's zero, pretend that's zero. That way you've always got an extra hundred bucks in there and you don't have to worry about having to pay those overdraft fees. That's great. Great job. Jess Fraser closed out a storage unit that I've had for the past several years, which put $80 a month back into my available spending. Amazing. Huge congratulations to you, Jess. And huge congratulations to all of you who are working so hard at reaching financial freedom. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review in the podcast platform that you listen on. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you, and we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com. storage unit that I've had for the past several years, which put $80 a month back into my available spending. Amazing. Huge congratulations to you, Jess. And huge congratulations to all of you who are working so hard at reaching financial freedom. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review in the podcast platform that you listen on. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you, and we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.